Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, editor-in-chief of San Jose Hockey Now. You can also find my work at MEC Sharks and on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng. And I'm Keegan McNally. You can find my work at Half Wall. Uh, shoot. We got this. <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry. All right. Okay. Hold on. All right. Hold on. It's been okay, two weeks. We got to get back into it. I man. know. Mushu. <laughs> Mushu. No licking. Sorry. My, my dog. Mm-hmm. She has a skin allergy, so she like scratches oh, yeah. and, and licks herself a lot. So we tried to stop her. She took advantage of it the second yeah. I started recording. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. I'm Shang Peng, editor-in-chief of San Jose Hockey Now. You can also find my work at NBC Sharks and on Twitter at Shang underscore Peng. And I'm Keegan McNally. You can find my work on Twitter at halfwall underscore hockey at my website half-wallhockey.com or at San Jose Hockey Now. Welcome back. It's been two weeks. We are here um, returning with the San Jose Hockey Now podcast. Um, just a, a little bit off the top for this week, our main topic is going to be uh, a little bit of a, a kind of a deeper dive into Mackenzie Blackwood's play and some of the arguments for keeping um, or trading Mackenzie Blackwood from the Sharks, given his um, run of good play in the first few months of the season. But before we get to that, Shang, um, why don't you um, talk a little bit about um, uh, your break from from the uh, podcast? Sure. Uh, we're also going to talk to uh, Keegan. Uh, you were at the Boston game uh, recently, and yep. uh, you, you said that you were going to take some questions uh, from from readers and answer them on the podcast. So we'll get to some of those uh, today. So kind of uh, abbreviated uh, a mailbag, I guess you would call yep, it. Yeah, so. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yes. Uh, so uh, we did uh, miss uh, last week. Um, as I, I mentioned on Twitter, uh, my father-in-law passed away. I wanted to thank everybody. Um, there were so many uh, well-wishers. Um, I I apologize. I, I couldn't get back to, to I didn't get back to everybody. Uh, but so many of you uh, sent uh, well wishes, uh, be it on Twitter or uh, at, on on the website. And uh, thank you very much. It's uh, uh, was uh, really mu- uh, much appreciated. I read every one of of of, uh, of your comments, and I uh, thank you a lot. Really uh, meant uh, a lot to me. And um, um, it's been a. Uh, uh, I don't talk about my personal life a lot, and I. You know, it's not. That's not really the the, the place for it. Obviously, uh, this podcast. I'm here to cover the sharks. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a, a pretty t- a tough year, especially uh, for uh, for my wife. Obviously, um, uh, last summer her father-in-law was diagnosed with brain cancer, and even back then it was a. a pretty much a, a terminal diagnosis. It was a very serious at, at that point. So sort of knew it was coming, but it's been a very tough, especially for her over the last year uh, to see, to see uh, 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 her father uh, just uh, a decline from, you know, being a very, very vital, strong person um, to, uh, to, to the end there. And uh, so really actually shout out to her too, because uh, she's been going back and forth between uh, Taiwan and San Francisco uh, back and forth for the last year. I think she has made, I don't know, 12, 12 trips back and forth. Um, And he's, yeah, because she, she she works here too. She can work from from home too, so so that that helped. But um, but anyway, just uh, uh, credit to her for 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 her strength uh, uh, through all this uh, through a very uh, very difficult time. Uh, thank you everybody uh, for uh, your uh, your uh, well wishes, and uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, talk some hockey. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good segue. Um, very sorry for your loss, Shang. It was thank you. Um, 
sitting here at the desk alone for a week uh waiting for you to come back no i was uh, um i i rest assured everybody that shang was still trying to find a way to to get an episode in for you guys but um i think it was good that you, you had some time to to take and reflect so um let's get into the um let's get into some of the kind of like i guess news since we've been away um overall Sharks are better. That's like the big news. <laughs> Sharks are kind of better. Um, they were really, really, really bad for for a month and a half there, and then ever since the past like two, three weeks, um, they're they're four, five, and one in their last ten, and they're six, six, and one uh, in their last. What is that? 13? A sterling five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> that's a five hundred team. If you did, if you count the ten losses in a row or eleven losses in a row. Um, at the beginning of the season. But yeah, they are significantly improved. There are obviously still some clunker games where the Sharks are just flat and they don't come out um, with any energy. And don't and look at the shot differential or yeah. any of these games. Any of them, basically. <laughs> they are heavily outshot every single time. They've outshot a team once this year. Wow, is the stat? Oh my gosh. That's appalling anyway <laughs> they're better so they're let's better talk let's talk a little bit about that what do you think has changed in the past uh, couple of weeks to make the team better other than that that one um kind of basically thing that Greer did where he came out and called the team out what do you think else has changed well yeah I uh missed the Vancouver game of course and um uh, like I mentioned I don't like to talk about my personal life much but I thought uh, it was important to let everybody out there know all the uh, listeners and readers, and thank you again for uh, your support uh, through all this. To let them know that I was going to take a night off, and and why? Because uh, you guys 100%. put a lot of trust in me to give you the best possible coverage, and I take that a responsibility um, um, to 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 the max. I guess like, I can't, that's a very important responsibility to me, and so I wanted to let you know why. But anyway, I came back. I missed the Vancouver game, which of course naturally I missed the the best game of the Shark season, probably <laughs> most exciting game of the shark season uh well short of i guess maybe the, the new jersey game yesterday yes uh, no. but anyway um i came back for the uh that was washington and uh i think i commented after the first period the sharks fans were uh uh actually cheering uh, uh were actually applauding the the sharks for their play after the first period and you know what mm -hmm. happened <laughs> <laughs> what happened when I was gone? But yeah, they were different anyway, team. <laughs> yeah, different team. So yeah. essentially, I think, and I just wrote an article about this, sort of five reasons why the Sharks play uh, is better. And I think a couple of the key reasons, obviously, we're going to talk about one of them, uh, Mackenzie Block, but and also Kapo Kapanen. The goaltending has sure. been a strength, the one strength of the Sharks all season, and it's continued to be a strength. But also, too, I want to give a quick shout out to guys. We talked about guys last week that uh or a couple weeks ago in our last episode guys that were counted out guys were counting out too fast from small sample sizes uh mike hoffman uh luke cunning we didn't mention mikhail granlin granlin got off to a really slow start but we're seeing especially the last four games or so um the granlin that uh that you and i i think both thought that we would get uh, uh this season sure. um i think we 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 had them as going a solid 50-point season, good bounce-back season for him because he did have a rough year last year. Uh, but he is showing uh, uh, very uh, 
you know, still looking for for maybe more consistency, but this has been the the best consistent stretch of play that he's had as a shark. And if he sustains what he's done over the last five games, sharks are going to be just fine with him uh, over the next uh, a couple a couple of years. And so I think obviously a couple of those guys stand out. Declare uh, last night, Declare was coming off an eight game slump. And yep. so he, uh, uh, so credit to him. And so maybe to some degree, this was sort of, there were a lot of questions, a lot of fair questions about Mike Greer's vision for this team uh, when they started off 0 10 and 1. A lot of fair questions about, I think, David Quinn's job security, too. I talked with, with a few scouts back then. The common theme was, what is this team? What is this roster construction? <laughs> you know, there's no there's no power play quarterback. You have Kyle Burroughs uh, running your power play. All kinds of uh, question marks, right? And yeah. they were, I think, fair, fair questions because not only were the Sharks losing, but they were getting throttled minus 42 goal differential in their first 11 games. Uh, but um, I think overall we're starting to see a lot of uh, what, what Mike was hoping for. And again, I don't think Michael was trying to build a playoff team. If that so happened, of course, I think they'd be happy, but I don't think that's what they were trying to build. They were trying to build something competitive. And you're starting to see the pieces of it that Mike Hoffman still has that shot that, um, that that a top six caliber shot, you know, uh, I think you hope he, you would hope that he shoots more, but when he gets it off, though, he can still he can still fire away. And so he had a nice little run there. I think six goals in six games. Uh, Duclair, we were seeing up and down play. Obviously, he had strep throat too that knocked him out for a few games. And sure. He lost a lot of weight. Uh, but uh, if, if this the Duclair we saw yesterday against the Devils, if we see a lot more of that, then. Uh, then that's going to be a great trade. And obviously, uh, Granlin uh, showing that kind of two-way uh, caliber game. And from the beginning of the season, Blackwood has been incredible. And so I think we're starting to see sort of the the, the shape of the team that uh, Greer was hoping for. And with better players, David Quinn has more to work with. And we're seeing the the results uh, on the ice. Also, I do want to do a quick shout-out too. All the young defensemen that, um, <laughs> that Mike Greer has, has kept adding like the – the stones of the of, of the uh, of the affinity gauntlet uh, <laughs> or the affinity glove. Um, yep. They they've 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 been decent. Uh, again, no one's no one's no one is reminding you of I don't know Mark Edward Vlasic, circa nineteen uh, year old Mark Edward Vlasic no. or or whatever, right? But uh, Hotiak's been solid. Emerson's been solid. Uh, Addison, who we'll talk about later, uh, that's a player that Keegan was asked about. Uh, his observations of Addison at the Boston game. But anyway, um, Addison, uh, all those three guys have been pretty good contributors. And so I think, again, we're seeing kind of kind of the the shape of it. Good veterans, uh, youngsters who should be, who deserve to be up here and aren't being totally outclassed. You know, a good line for these youngsters of, they're obviously still learning and they're not great up here. And that means Eklund, too, and obviously Emerson, Holtiak, I mentioned all those guys, right? They're not phenomenal up here. Uh, they're not going to be uh, winning a Calder Trophy or all-rookie sure. team or um, at least at this point or any of those kind of things, right? And some of them may not be eligible anymore, too. I, I, I know that, too. But the, just the overall point is that um, is that they aren't great up here, not yet, but they're at least showing enough good that – they don't they don't belong in in the minors and that's that's you know emberson ohotiak eklund and all those guys and so it's yeah. a good blend of vets who should be here uh nhl caliber maybe not nhl stars but nhl caliber and youngsters for nhl caliber it's um coming together in some sort of 
strange uh, way that I think Mike Greer only <laughs> could see. Um, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk a little bit about the the kind of the the uh, infinity gauntlet of defensemen. Uh, speaking of one <laughs> one stone that has been removed uh, from this gauntlet uh, recently, but um, I am not wearing a Sharks jersey this week. To not because specifically that I'm mad at the Sharks or that I'm not happy. They're really with the threatening play. that Macklin Celebrini pick, huh? Number one, <laughs> you got to cut yeah. it out with this good play. <laughs> Stop it, because like we still need to keep our eyes on the prize of uh, last place in the NHL. No, it's because you know, I went to the Boston game. I had a great time. It was a fantastic game. Um, you know, I love going to uh, Sharks games away. It, it like I don't know. I've been to a bunch of different places watching the Sharks because I, I live on the East Coast, so it's not like I get to see the Sharks on the West Coast all the time. Um, and you know, they just they laid an egg. They laid a huge egg. Um, they were they were bad in that game. And like ah, it's that's so I'm gonna not wear a jersey, but I do have a hat. I do have a <laughs> a Sharks theme. You're just hat. cold right now. That's all. You're yeah. not wearing it because of your love for the Sharks. You're just cold. It is cold. And also, it, I look absolutely <laughs> ridiculous with it on, with these headphones on. It looks like so. You anyway. look like you should be in the Sharks uh, holiday sweater video right now. So Yeah, it's awful. Um, I'm not going to keep this on the whole time because it is it's something else. But I have been wearing this the entire week pretty much because it is freezing here. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not wearing it this week. How cold is it there? Uh, it's like in the 40s or something okay. like that. Okay, well, that's not that it's bad. Not you're, yeah, that's not bad for Rhode Island. Yeah. I can say yeah, you're in Rhode Island, right? So yeah, yeah, it's not terrible. Well, Rhode Island actually doesn't get as cold as like New Hampshire and all that stuff. But oh, okay. Um, but because we're like right by the ocean. Ah. Uh, um, but um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just not wearing a jersey next week if they <laughs> continue their good play. And also, like every game I got to actually watch without having to go to like replay or whatever, mm-hmm. they lost. They were they were bad. So it's just because of my work schedule. I was okay. I so their... you're just personally mad. It's I only guess. me. It's, it's mad. Anger. I'm not. Okay. It's okay. an. It's not like a. Yeah. And that's that's the way the jersey pick. Because goes. as it's, someone who had to sit through the six zero Tampa <laughs> Bay loss, the back to back ten. The goals Seattle loss allowed. was bad. I, yeah. I wasn't there at least, but. Uh, yeah. I had to sit through those other ones, right? Like that Boston game was uh, was a uh, eh. was playoff caliber Sharks right there. <laughs> <In comparison. laughs> Comparatively, so. <laughs> I just defensively in their goaltending, fine. They just had no offense, like yeah, none. Yeah. But you know, Boston's a great team, so that's that's the way it goes. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the the game that I went to uh, later on. But mm-hmm. um, speaking of defensemen, this week um, they answered one question, which was, "What happens if we have too many defensemen?" Considering the Sharks have. <laughs> nine currently still with the sharks i think um plus um ruta on injured reserve they waived uh nikolai kanijov who is um 25 he still has uh this year and one more year on a 1.25 million dollar per year contract mm-hmm. um waived him th- th- today so tomorrow we'll find out if he clears um but i i it's interesting because we had mentioned earlier on the season that he might be one of the guys that because he's on a two-year contract that they they figured they might be able to waive without him getting picked up. And yeah, sneak I think, through. yeah, sneak him through. And I think if we're being completely honest, he might be the last one in terms of play this year. So Hotio, sure. uh, Emerson, um, Addison, everybody else has kind of stepped up their play where I don't think I mean, it's him or Vlasic, really right? Those, those have been the frequent scratches. Yeah, so you either have to waive... Mark Edward Vlasic or Kanikolai Knizhov. There's going to be fans, and there have been on Twitter, who have been basically like, why did we wait Vlasic at this moment? But 
Um, well, Kanishov can uh, yeah. benefit from playing with the Barracuda ice time and all that stuff, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for Vlasic, what's what's the point of that? Yeah, I mean, it's the I, end I mean, game. I guess anyone sure. anyone can can benefit from from playing, but still, that's just a that's an insult uh, yeah. to to somebody who's had such a great career, specifically with the Sharks. And uh, there could come a point where you do that, but this isn't the point, though. Knizhov actually can benefit from. Uh, he's still just twenty five and obviously had a series of horrific injuries a couple of years ago. And uh, so, so he can benefit from from, from yeah. playing there. So, Vlasic, uh, no. So, I think that that's an obvious thing. That's a no brainer. Also, too, you're giving uh, Knizhov a chance too. That if somebody likes, Knizhov still has a nice blend of size and skating ability. That didn't go away with the injuries. And so, if team was willing to take a chance on him, then you give you then you give a, a player who has this True. who has earned it for from his hard work, uh, kind of a, a new lease on life somewhere else. So. Uh, so, so you have that opportunity, or like I said, he gets to go to the Barracuda, and that's that's actually a benefit to him. Yeah, if you wave Vlasic, it's like signaling the end times. Like it is, it is saying that you know this is it. And and yeah, honestly, just what are you I, doing? I like, I, yeah, like what, I, what's he gonna do there? <laughs> sharks don't need the cap space they would gain from from nope. really sending Vlasic down, or or even you know whatever's gonna happen with Vlasic, and it, it, it something will happen probably one way or the other right soon. eventually but it probably wasn't this time um and he's off know. there's an outside chance someone will pick him up too vlasic there's no chance and so nothing yeah. what's the point uh you might as well keep vlasic around because you know you can also just insert vlasic into a lineup if you absolutely have to anyway it's not like he's completely like he's pretty close to not functional at the nhl level but you know you could still if you need him at a pinch i guess yeah Eh. either way i'm not upset about the move i think Kanijov, great story. Still a decent player. I'm happy he's still with the Sharks. I don't, I don't think he's going to get picked up. So I, yeah, I don't think so either. He, he comes yeah. back up. So and, and and he's been passed by a lot of guys, which we sort of alluded to. Guys like yep. uh, Ahotiak and Emerson and Addison. Um, yep. I know a couple of those guys are right-handers, but just in terms of just youth and just in terms of just spots, right? Because if you look at the Sharks' defense, um, Ferraro's comfortably going to play every game. Uh, I think Benning is up there. Aruda's probably in there too, just as as, as a veteran, right? Um, and so there's not that many spots unless there, there there's injuries. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, uh, uh, so, so it's some, something, something had to give and something already did give obviously this season with Shimmick, uh, uh, going down. Um, but yeah, uh, like, it's like, yeah, like, like, like I said, Kanijov can benefit. I don't think he'll get picked up. And so you might come back and, and, and be helpful, uh, for the Sharks at, at some point later in the season. Let's say they make a trade, they trade a defenseman away at some point, <laughs> they trade mm-hmm. one of the Finney stones away. And that's actually funny. There's six affinity stones there's six uh there's six spots uh for our defense in the lineup obviously uh my career and david Quinn have been creative with it uh, uh with jacob mcdonald um yeah. but uh anyway though jacob mcdonald hype train um is still <laughs> alive and well despite everybody he's been else. he's been pretty good as a forward um the games when when they they started promoting him to third line forward i i watched those games and i was like well yeah he actually has been among the better forwards uh, on a bad team, but among the better forwards uh, on on this team, and so he, yeah. I think he has actually deserved. He hasn't looked out of place even on a third line, um, and so yeah, I think I think he he's earned all 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 the playing time, and he's actually come to a point where I think his 
versatility as a forward, being a pretty good forward. And also, too, he is a, I think, uh, I think valid reason. I don't know if that's the right word, a credible. Like, you mm. can put him as PP2, and he's not going to make you look bad out there, too. He, he's basically been switching back and forth. He's been a third-line winger, and he's been a, a PP2, a power play two quarterback defenseman. And he's, uh, he's, he's done a good job there, too, because he has, he has good offensive instincts. And obviously, he has good, uh, we've seen it, good AHL numbers. And so, uh, so if this is... If this is if this is who he is uh, at at a minimum contract, um, it's for this team. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, it's the the hype train. I thought that it would be him on defense. PP one, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why that's why Addison's there though. So <laughs> yeah, and and um, uh, yeah, it's it's tough because he isn't playing bad at all, and it's just yeah. a it's a strange situation. But he's still a, and it seems like an NHL player at this, at yeah, this uh, moment in his career. He was a fourth line forward for a better team, uh, the Avalanche last year. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. now that he's playing third line, kind of tells you that yeah, okay, he's playing for a worse team that he can play on the third line. But again, when he's been out there, he's he's been decent. Decent. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you got to keep him up, and then, um. Yeah, I really liked Emerson's play. I think it's been a little up and down, but I think he's had a few good games where I've noticed him being um, good, not just like... We're a guy that good. first NHL season, right? Uh, yeah. I think I, I don't even know if he's played 15 games yet. Maybe he just played his 15th game. He's been scratched a little bit. He yeah. has been pretty good, yeah. Yeah, and then um, uh, Addison, I think, is adjusting. We'll talk about him later on oh. in the episode. and. Let me add one note. Sorry about uh, Emerson. Sure. Uh, I was going to write a little bit about this, but I don't think I'm going to get to it. Uh, sure. I've been talking with people, and I could see that there's uh, there could be a degree of interest in him in a trade. It may not be worth worth it uh, because you're yeah. not going to get a lot for him. But it could be shades of uh, AC Mont last year, who obviously the yeah. Sharks picked up uh, on waivers and converted to a fourth round pick. Uh, I think I, I, I can see uh, he'll have to keep it up. Um, obviously, he's still pretty raw and unproven, obviously, uh, playing so few games in NHL. But uh, people people are noticing a little bit. And yeah, I think it might be a question sure. like, is is it worth it to, hey, you converted a waiver claim to, say, a fifth-round pick? Nothing you say. You're not getting anything credible. So I don't want to get anybody, anybody's hopes up. But um, – He's he's played he's played some pretty good hockey and he's played within himself, which is a yep. hard thing to do on a team like this where it's really tempting to try to do too much and be the hero and all that kind of stuff. And I oh, think he's, he's done a pretty good job, just solid. being yeah. steady, solid, right? And so yeah. and he's young still, and uh, his contract expires this year, so it's kind of like no uh, no risk for a team to take on if a team needs some bottom pairing or mm -hmm. number seven number seven defenseman help just somebody uh solid uh as a as as a deaf guy he's he's gonna be a, he can be a maybe a deaf guy on, on on a better team and um so yeah so i think that could be a question that that greer might have to answer is it going to be worth it it's obviously a good uh asset management to go from waiver claim to a fifth round pick a fourth round pick whatever it is right Same thing with ice on right Right, exactly. Yeah. AC Mont, yeah. So uh, I think that I think that I think that he's uh, opening some some eyes uh, in in that way uh, because uh, what stood yeah. out um, what stood out to me ever since I first watched him is his mobility is really really mm. good. His his four way mobility is he covers a lot of ice mm -hmm. um, really quickly. He can change directions and keep a wide like path um, super well uh, at at this current level. Um, yeah, you're right. He's not like 
going to wow you offensively, but he can make a decent pass. And, yeah. Um, he had, he deserves an assist on the, uh, the Gremlin goal yesterday. Yep. Um, that was a nice, uh, stretch indirect pass that uh, Duclair skated into and mm-hmm. Duclair passed it to himself. I know, I know, uh, I think the, uh, Who's uh, Schmidt? Uh, Schmidt, I know he touched it, so that's why neither of them got an assist. But yeah. um, in a friendlier building, maybe that would have been counted as an assist, and, er- and everyone <laughs> would have turned a blind eye to it. But uh, but that was that was a really nice play, and he's made a couple of nice offensive yeah. plays like that. So I, I agree. I I would be actually more hesitant to trade him other than like because the Sharks, I think they they need more of those kind they of need wins. guys like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Exactly. So I would be hesitant to trade him, but I, I I agree that he's kind of gaining value, and I I think that's kind of interesting to see um, on this team. So we're gonna have to have this discussion about Blackwood. So I'm also just asking. Same you, thing. Uh, we're getting we're getting into the the Christmas yeah. <laughs> sell spirit. You know, you're trying to like buy and sell because you gotta get those Yankee Christmas swap. presents. <laughs> Yankee swap. Um, we're getting to that spirit now. Um, we'll talk about Blackwood in a minute. Um, Emerson, plus, uh, though, uh, what what mm-hmm. what uh, draft pick uh, uh, would you take for him? Ooh, oh, that's tough. Um, <laughs> it's gonna come back to haunt me if somehow in like three years. Right Emerson's... now, right now, right now, right now. Yeah, it's only been fifteen or so games from him. Good flashes, but obviously it you could got turn for free. Got him for free. Got him for free. Yeah. If a team gives you like a third round pick and say like a a defense prospect from their fourth round plus from the past few years. Why not? Sure. Ooh, that's, that's a rich price. I mean, I think it's rich. Like, yeah. But is, is, is a third rounder or a fifth round defenseman ever going to be as good as Emerson is right now? Maybe, but probably not. They should be. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, yeah, like third round picks have like a 20% chance yeah. of even making the NHL. Sure. So like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Emerson seems better okay. than that. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Just, just curious where, uh, where your love for for Ty is at this moment. So at this moment, I mean, I've yeah. loved him for a while, but yeah, you liked him. You, you, you've been, you've been, uh, you've been on the Ty train since, uh, since they picked him up. <laughs> it's just, it's like you got the Jacob McDonald hype train, and then at the very end, there's a Ty Emerson <laughs> little caboose, solid, uh, <laughs> just you know, chugging along, yeah, you know, pushing the hype train along. There we go. I like these metaphors. We're just full of metaphors today. <laughs> All right, last bit of news before we get into the main topic. Um, Logan Couture, still injured. Yeah, there's no <laughs> <laughs> basically, he's still injured, didn't travel. Um, there's talk that he might start skating soon. He may have well started uh, skating the last couple of days or so in, in San Jose. I am going to join the road trip um, at the Rangers game, so I think that that is something that that uh, uh, if if, uh, if it's not asked, I'll, I'll ask if, if he started skating or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, there's really no uh, no timeline. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because they waived Kanijov today, which I think opens up one or two roster spots. It opens up. Uh, so waving Kanijov and putting uh, Cunning on IR, uh, yep. that, that opens up. But they were at 23 with those two moves, assuming that Kanijov clears. Uh, well, it doesn't matter, clears or gets claimed, right? That opens yeah, up a roster spot. Spots, so right. they have two spots. And likely, uh, Barabanov is is close. Um, yeah. Ruda is close, too. And uh, Zadina's on his trip, too. And Zadina, uh, there's hope that he'll play at some point in his road trip, too. I think so. More likely, probably, Barabanov and Ruda. Uh, but yeah. Zadina's in, in the picture, too. And so, yeah. So that, 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 will, that will take up the, the roster spots. Sure. So probably not Kutcher 
but we'll never we'll, we'll see. no it's not it's not gonna be no he's yeah. he's not on a trip he's not skating sorry yeah. that's it <laughs> i don't want to feed any false hope it's not gonna be Kator, so i know yeah it was it was interesting because there was a little bit of like gamesmanship about hurdle coming back but his injury yeah, but, makes a lot more sense of why he could come back and he's actually on the road trip he's actually on yeah. the road trip yeah so that's yeah exactly that that's a little bit different so anyway so your prediction was correct we are in december um and Kutura oh yeah well it's still not back Sorry, sorry for it because I really like watching uh, Logan play. Um, yeah. I really like response, really responsible players like him. I think I mentioned a few games ago. I think it was the Montreal game, which I also was not at. at but uh, Nico Sturm uh, uh, drew a penalty uh, along the wall. I think it was Matheson that tried to check him, and mm. Matheson just bounced off him, and uh, and Sturm uh, drew a pen. I genuinely love watching guys like that. It's not, obviously not necessarily about the goals and and the assists. Nico has sure. zero this year, but it's about sort of just a dedication to right hockey, playing right, winning hockey. And um, Logan does that all the time. Uh, obviously, Sturm does that. I know it hasn't amounted to a lot of wins, but I don't look to those guys as being the reasons why. Um, yeah, hoping he comes back soon. Mm -hmm. I miss him. Um, when he does, the week that he comes back, I will wear a jersey, no matter what. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, that he may be a harbinger for uh, the Blackhawks winning number one pick, though. The return oh, of Logan no. Couture and Stop winning it. some games for the Sharks. So. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. The harbinger of lottery death. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, we are, actually, in, in terms of the, the, uh, the standings, tied with Chicago currently. Oh, is it tied? Uh, wow, yeah. 14 points each, but Chicago has two less games played. But... Um, yeah, and Anaheim's lost eight games in a row, so they're I creeping up as well. Wow, okay. Eight I didn't games know it was quite, quite, quite that. Uh, I thought, I thought that they were. I didn't think that they were going to make the playoffs or anything, but yeah. Well, yeah. they. I mean, they still have plenty of time to kind of. I think the last game they won was against the Sharks. Settle into the mushy middle, <laughs> still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I, we still expect the Sharks to be in the last spot, but you never know. Legs are kind of getting a little tighter with the Sharks playing better. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Main topic of today um let's talk about Mackenzie blackwood mm. um Mackenzie blackwood has been kind of the uh low one of the low lights bright spots he's in a team mvp uh he's won team player of the MVP. Month, which yeah. uh i think his fan voted but i think it's been accurate he's won player of the month for october and november and i think yeah. that's that's fair and he has been yeah he's been the best player on the team he's three ten and two in terms of his record which is something he does have a 903 save percentage which is decent um and a 356 goals against average in a total of 17 games played 15 games started so right but we had to look deeper than that of course which i i know that you know but uh those mm -hmm. stats don't tell the story of his season uh, i have Absolutely. had a couple stories about it um according to uh, sport logic uh, he was it might have been because he didn't play uh, the, the New Jersey game, but he was fifth in the league in quality starts. And for Sport Logic, a quality start is a game where a uh, goalie has um, a, a plus one or above uh, goals saved above expected. Yep. And uh, Blackwood, I think, is maybe third in the league with three stills. And stills are basically a game where the goals saved of above expected that you have in a game makes up for the difference of the game and you win the game uh for the team and so uh so blackwood um also too uh leads the league in high danger shots faced um yeah so which makes sense. Block, yeah yeah so so don't look at the save percentage definitely don't look at the record uh blackwood has been uh terrific uh, this season 
Yeah, he. Uh, we're gonna mention um, another goaltending, um, uh, or another goaltender who did very well in the beginning of a season, James Reimer, a few years ago, and kind of compared. Oh well, two. let's 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 wait for that though. Yeah, so, but um, yeah. yeah, let's uh, but, let's get into the, the the discussion then. Yeah, because we we all we have uh, Keegan and I have sort of differing points of view. In terms of uh, not Somewhat. that different, but uh, there's shades of difference here in terms sure. of uh, uh, whether or not the Sharks should arc basically arguments for keeping or trading Mackenzie Blackwood. And so before we start with sort of because I, I, I'm of the mind that, that you have to be open minded about it. Uh, he's not untouchable by by any stretch. And. But before we get there, though, let's talk about how good he's been, right? And I've talked about some of the the underlying stats, the micro stats, right behind uh, Blackwood's uh, strong play. It hasn't been a mirage. He's been really good this year. Um, I think I understand, too, a lot of Sharks fans. They've seen a lot of bad cold goaltending for the last five years, uh, save for that stretch with with Reimer that we're going to talk about. But we've seen a lot of bad cold the Sharks fans have seen a lot of bad goaltending over the last few years. So I understand that uh, the last two months of Mackenzie Blackwood uh, have been sort of a I say, oasis, right? And so uh, when you when you get a, a, t- a taste of, a, uh, of some water after uh, months and years in the desert, <laughs> sure. um, then, yeah, you want to stay at that well forever, right? More metaphors, um, man. We got this. <laughs> and uh, also, too... Uh, Blackwood, uh, right now, it's the, the offers probably probably won't be outstanding because sure. uh, the Sharks, obviously, we also know the background of Blackwood, uh, was acquired for just a six-round pick uh, during the summer from the Devils. There's a reason why he was so cheap. Uh, the last two years, he's uh, dealt with a lot of injuries, so very up-and-down seasons uh, for him. And so teams have seen this great start from Blackwood, obviously other teams in the league, but other teams in the league have also seen uh, the last couple of years of Blackwood. And so if a team is throwing out, like say a fourth round pick for Blackwood, right. And yes, for asset management, you got a six for Blackwood. So that's, that's a plus there, but obviously a starting goaltending a goaltender who's doing what Blackwood is doing is worth more than a fourth round pick. So, and a fourth round pick isn't that valuable in the big picture of things. And so you wouldn't, uh, yeah, for sure. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, sure. touch that. And so I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts of why the Sharks should keep Blackwood before we talk about why they should think about trading him? It's been a long time. He's doing pretty well. He's pretty young, I think is a good thing to point out. He's not like James Reimer, where he's 34, 33, mm-hmm. whatever he was. He's 26 currently, so he's not like out of the theoretical window. He could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and goaltending is very up and down, obviously, so and, and inconsistent. So it's not, but he's not so old that you have to trade him because, like, what is the point? Sure. Right. He's, they're, they're never going to be good because he's not, he's too old that he won't be good by the time they're good. Um, so that's one reason to keep, yeah, he is, is maybe, 27, 26. Is he, I think he's 26. Make, make sure. Yeah. I think he is 26 actually. So he is Capo's 27. Blackwood is yeah. uh 26. So okay. still young enough. You have a decent, um, it feels again, like found money and you never want to let go of found money unless you're going to get a good, um, a good return for it. Like it, it feels mm-hmm. like you want to hold out for as much as possible. So, I think for right sure. now, it's I, a I good get reason that. to keep yeah. him. Um, but why should the Sharks trade Blackwood? Is it even more fun question? And it is the Christmas spirit. It's the, the season of giving. Why should the Sharks give Blackwood to another team? Um, 
I I think we differ slightly. Um, only because of of what we're looking for, um, in in terms of the return. I'm looking for a first round pick, and it's from a playoff team that uh, really really needs goaltending help, um, and is willing to pay for it to uh, towards the trade deadline. And that's something that happens pretty much every year, rarely for goaltenders. Not really a traded. first rounder though. Yeah, I know, but. Every year, somebody does pay out their nose for a a some sort of player for a first round pick that they shouldn't have. And I think if the Sharks play their cards right, it could be somebody like Blackwood if he's playing well enough. So that's kind of my argument: is to try and keep him for a first round pick or like a a goaltending prospect that's a real solid goaltending prospect. And and it's it's kind of that one for one where if you're trading away this guy who's 26, you need to make up for it with a guy who's younger who's going to step into your team when um, the Sharks are good again. So I don't know if a second round pick does it for me, but what what do you think, Shane? Well, but you're talking about a, a first and a goalie prospect. I mean, you're talking first about something or. that or or okay or okay, but like a solid, no. very very solid goalie. Trust. Nonetheless, though, like I I I don't know if there's been a goalie that's gone for a first a first rounder in a very very long time because that time. that used to happen, but yeah. uh, teams sort of uh, got wise to that, <laughs> yeah. and so they 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 stopped the uh, they they stopped doing the that. Voodoo. But, <laughs> anyway, I want to. I want. I'm. I'm curious though. Actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna look this up uh, real, uh, real fast. Because I'm. I'm curious. The last time a, a goalie has. It wouldn't be during the, the trade deadline. Probably it's gonna be like an off season trade or something. Even been like, um, sort of involved. Like obviously, I don't think there's been a direct uh, goalie for first round, first round swap in 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 a while. But, um. Let me let me. I'm just I'm just curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna look look back really really fast at goalies and and what and what they uh, what they command. Um, a lot of these are sort of backup sorts, um, or uh, guys are just getting rid of contracts, so it's not okay. So well, you know, Aiden Hill, right, fourth round pick. Um, boy, uh, getting a first. It's round gonna be Hashik or Roy. I mean, v- v- <laughs> no, it's gonna be someone back then because that's when teams were. Well, oh, I think maybe um, Ryan Miller might have been the one. Corey that Schneider behind. got traded for a first, I think. Yeah, I think Miller might have been more recent. Miller, St. Louis to uh, from Buffalo. Uh, maybe maybe Schneider was a little more recent than that, but that's a good decade ago. Uh, Vanacek okay. recently, second round pick, New Jersey, Washington. Uh, Georgiev, a couple thirds, uh, um, more second, third range. Sure. Yeah. 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 And so I'm just got, not seeing, yeah, it's going to be Schneider. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be Schneider. I'm trying to be Schneider. Yeah. When was that trade? No, no. Uh, well, if we have a very famous one, right. Wasn't Martin Jones traded for. Yes. That's uh, a, that's, that's a fair one. Uh, that's, but that's 2015. And of course with Schneider and Jones, they were very young goalies then that were, seen as um oh okay here's a good one here's a good one okay uh uh, so it's more recent than that i remembered so uh our fault uh darcy kemper uh went for Mm. uh a first i mean there was it was a conditional first and it was a very conditional first the abs had to win the stanley cup which they did uh but so (laughs) so that one almost doesn't count because that's a pretty uh that's a pretty high condition so but uh (laughs) <laughs> to win a Stanley no, Cup, okay. I mean, I know Colorado's yeah, it, a very good team, but still. Yeah. I mean, they were looking for that exact trade, and they made the the exact right trade at the right. Like, that's what they needed, and they that was a good trade overall. Right. 
thinking back on it. But yeah, no, I didn't even think about that one. I would think more of like Jones or or Schneider or well, those are different. Yeah, because those are like younger, again, up and coming guys. I, I think Schneider had more of a track record too. Uh, whereas Jones obviously was a, just a backup in LA, but he was seen as a future number one. Uh, he didn't have the injury questions that obviously come with Lockwood. Sure. I mean, how old was Martin Jones when he was traded? He was uh, so 2015. Uh, he would have been 25. So yeah, he, but again, it's a different thing though because once you have the the bad track record that Blackwood has had, that, that changes things, right? Um, I know, but I'm just saying, like that's if you if you rehab his image so much that he is considered to be a future number one goaltender for a long time. You don't have a time you... machine. You can't rehab the last two years. He's trying. <laughs> Martin Jones is Or trying. going out of theme, you can't, th- you can't Thanos snap the last two mm-hmm. years. Okay. He's trying. Or you do a conditional where same kind of thing. Yeah, the, 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 the Kemper one might be like the very best you can hope for, I think. Something like that where sure. it's a second. But if, uh, let's say Edmonton, let's say it's Edmonton, wins the Stanley Cup, then it becomes a first. Uh, that something yep. like that uh, might be might be the very best you can hope for. You know, you're not going to get a, a you're not going to get a package for him. He's not Connor no. Hellebuck. You know, he, I don't a goalie like that hasn't been traded in a long time. A guy like a Hellebuck or Shesterkin, a, a true true uh, elite goalie and who has years of um, of track record to prove it. Um, mm-hmm. No one is giving you a package for a guy that's played what is it uh you know 17 15 really good games you know so yeah i'm saying if by the deadline or maybe in the summer well, as well as that's still person. that's still for like 40 games again te- yeah. a team's not going to give you a straight up first for it i'm not there's no there's no nothing to support that uh, if we're looking at even kemper had a lot more track record right as as a very good goalie in arizona for a couple of years there sure. um that that blackwood uh doesn't have right now and won't have by the summer either I think we're arguing two different things. I'm I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not arguing that he is or is not worth a first. I'm I'm saying that like that's the the price that I would pay at this. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that is you're talking about something that's not going to happen. Like it's not even like reasonable. Uh, it's not a as 25 year old goaltender and Martin Jones was traded for a first round pick like five years or eight years ago. It's possible. It's not like uh, impossible. Uh, it's very very <laughs> unlikely. Okay, yeah. Well, then then it's splitting hairs. Yeah, it's possible, but it's. Very, very unlikely because, again, uh, Jones was an up-and-coming uh, goalie. Um, Blackwood is not seen as that anymore. He's rehabbing, and he's right. rehabbing on the worst team in the NHL. And and, and, I think he's and, and also, well. too, uh, again, the injuries, they, they matter a lot because sure. because a team is going to look at a guy's health and be like, well, when he's healthy, he's good, but he's had all these injuries. Is he going to be healthy for us? Well, So then yeah. if you get a second, mm-hmm. are you happy? Like if they call tomorrow and say you're going to get the 58th pick in the draft for Mackenzie Blackwood, are you happy? Yeah, uh, that's and that's I think that's what where we do differ. Um, yes, no, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Like it's it it's not at this point when the way that he's playing and how teams are struggling with goaltending asset management. I'd rather hold out. Like at least second plus a prospect or second plus something. Right. Or well, for a second that could turn into a first, something like that. Because the the squeeze point in the NHL is goaltending. Mm-hmm. It's every game ends at eight to one right now, or eight to four, or seven to five, or something like that. And I don't know. Try and find a way to play your cards with Blackwood if you're gonna trade him or just keep him. But 
I can see that, of course, goaltending is super important, right? Um, and that's what you're saying about the the squeeze point, right? And I also did want to mention the, the reason why I, I we went back and forth about the the value, right? Is that sure. want to make this clear that we're not talking about just trading Mackenzie Block with just uh, a for sale sign and best offer gets him kind of thing. Uh, we we're talking about, I mean, I'm talking about a second, you're talking about a first, right? But either sure. way, uh, we're, we're talking about a fairly premium asset coming back. Uh, for a guy that, uh, let's not forget, uh, was acquired for just the sixth round pick over the summer. Sure. Um, so a fourth is, obviously, like I said, it's, it's good. Uh, it's, it's good asset management, but, uh, that's no, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not worth it for the Sharks. Fourth is a pretty unremarkable pick. Um, a third, I would also 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 say no to uh, myself. But the reason why I I would probably take a second is really premised on um, the unpredictability of goaltending. And I think I think I think that's something. Yeah, we generally can can agree on that. There's a handful of guys that have proven over time that they are your elite goalies, and they are those guys because they've done it over. A, a track record a number of years may have had a down year here and there but in general though you can rely on shesterkin you can rely on sorrows i know it's off to a slow start but in general he's had a couple of very strong years right hellebuck is the obvious one that's up there sure. um there's a couple other guys that i haven't mentioned but those are guys that if they hit a trade market um they they would they would come they they might command us a, a straight up first um, but a guy like like Blackwood, uh, like I've mentioned, um, two most recent years have been tough. Um, you're premising your 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 demands or what you want in a trade based on, like I said, literally 15 games. And a couple ep- last episode we talked about not judging a player too fast based on a small sample size in a negative way. Guys like Zetterlin and Hoffman and Cunning and guys like that, right? You can say the same thing about judging a guy off of a positive sample of, of 15 or so starts here in, in Blackwood. And sure. I'm not disputing how good he's been. He has been, right? And I'm not disputing either that if he is able to keep this up over the next few years, and as the Sharks get better, uh, his save percentage is going to look better. His record's obviously going to look better. Uh, if he's able to keep it up, then he's worth a lot more than a second-round pick. But it's sort of the gamble that you take that sometimes blows up in your face, obviously, but um, it's a gamble that you take that, okay, this guy has raised his value. Can Will he keep it up? And if he keeps it up, of course, he's, he's, he's worth more than a second. He's worth probably more than one first, a solid goaltender that you can rely on like a night in night out for a number of years, like a Lundquist type, that kind of, that kind of guy. That guy is, I'm just saying that guy is worth his weight in gold for sure. That guy is a franchise, but you can literally build your franchise around a guy like that because you know that he's going to keep you competitive uh, no matter whatever the hell you do with the rest of the roster. Right. Um, so with a guy with a guy like 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 Blackwood, um, again, goaltending is so so unpredictable that he can drop off uh, just as soon as we we can be recording a podcast a month from now, and, and the stats it's the true. stats go the other way. And reason why we talk about Reimer, right? And uh, Reimer, um, I think people have forgotten uh, how good uh, James Reimer was, especially in the beginning of the twenty twenty one twenty two season, and. 
the first um we're at the 24 game mark uh, for the for the sharks at the 24 game mark uh, uh for for uh for James Reimer uh his save percentage in 2021-22 was 934 <laughs> 934 there was he was fielding legitimate questions about Messi going to win the Vezina day. <laughs> no, not the Vezina. There were no Vezina questions, yeah. but but actually questions about um are you thinking about are you thinking about going to the Olympics? Because that's oh, when that's the NHL was, was the NHL was still was still uh, uh planning on going to the Olympics with, with their stars that year at the beginning of that uh 2021-22 sure. season. He was fielding legit questions about that because he, he was, was playing so well. Uh Canada yeah. did uh, has had sort of a, a dearth of elite goaltending. Uh, for the last mm-hmm. uh, last few years or so, that's why Blackwood's name has been in there too. When he was younger in New Jersey, that he might be Team Canada's uh, goalie of the future. Um, mm-hmm. And then Blackwood, and then Reimer. I mean, um, he slowed down that season, which was going to happen. He's he's not a nine thirty goalie. Sure. And San Jose got worse that year too. They started off the season with I think a. Bob Bugner had them playing a little tighter defense, but as they started losing, that the team slacked off around Reimer a little bit, right? And so he's not a guy that's like uh, like prime era Dominic Koshik that's going to be able to put up those kind of numbers around a bad team. Yeah. Just not. It's not anything against 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 uh, against Reimer's game. And obviously last year uh, he wasn't very good. Um, and obviously the team defense wasn't great either, but he, he was worse than the team defense last year. I, I think, uh, I know there might be some disagreement on that, but he wasn't very good last year, uh, regardless no, not really. be a team or, 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 or Reimer himself. And so I think my overall point uh, to top of the unpredictable, un- unpredictability of goaltending that it can oscillate from good to bad really quickly also goes the other way too, where you can find a guy like a Mackenzie Blackwood for guess what? A six round pick. If you're Vegas, you can find an Aiden Hill for guess what? A fourth round pick. Yep. You're the Sharks. You can find a James Reimer uh, off free agency for I think it was two point one million for a couple of years there. Um, goaltending is, I th- I think I th- I think the way that I I look at goaltending, which I know uh, uh, is not necessarily how everyone else sees it, and I can't I I mean I understand again where a lot of Sharks fans are coming from. I've seen things like if if the Sharks very extreme opinions. So I'm not saying this is the this is the regular one, but like I saw one where the 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 the, the Sharks the Sharks if the Sharks trade Blackwood, Mike Rich should get fired, and things like that, which just I understand no, I the attachment. So. I understand the attachment to goaltending. They are the last line of defense. When you've got a good one, when you've got a great one, uh, like I said, it's worth your weight in gold. And you sure. you make a trade. Let's say you do get an offer for a second round pick mm-hmm. for a block, which is what I want to add, which I think is not right now. It's too soon, but maybe by the deadline it is possible because um, like, a, like, 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 like I mentioned, teams – do see the the last two years where he struggled, obviously, but if we go before even before that, the two years before uh, before he struggled, um, people were talking about him being Team Canada's starter. He was sixth in the Calder voting. He looked like he was going to be a very solid, maybe not a elite top five guy, but he looked like he was going to be a, sure. maybe a top ten guy uh, for for a while for the Devils. He looked like the Devils' goalie of the future, and so so he has pretty good pedigree. 
is I, I guess what I'm getting at. So that that does have that does balance things out a little bit uh, in terms of his injury uh, injury plague last couple of years. Um, and so I can see very very best. I don't think you'll get the conditional first rounder honestly uh, because I think Probably Kevin not. had more track record. But a second <laughs> though, uh, a straight up second, um, I, I can see that as uh, not outlandish. I think a team might might pay that uh, if they're desperate enough. And my my argument for why you take that is because you just don't know. And it's nothing against uh, a Blackwood. He's been great this year. If he keeps it up, uh, then yeah, he's going to look make make me and and my career, if he took such a trade, look really stupid that you traded a guy that's uh, undisputed number one goalie for sure. let's say the next half decade for just a second round pick. Of course, I agree with that. But it's a, I'm just saying it's a risk. You're taking that risk right now. The guy's value is high, just like why you traded Eric Carlson. I'm not the only reason why you traded Eric Carlson this past summer, but you don't want to run the risk of Eric getting hurt or not playing as well because he's older or whatever, right? You want to kind of capture the the value at its at, at, at not at its height, obviously, because obviously if Mackenzie Blackwood uh, balls out this year, he balls out next year, his value is going to be uh, back to where it was in uh, his early days in New Jersey. And maybe you can actually talk about a first-round pick for him. But you want to capture a guy's value when it's high, is, is my point. Maybe not at its highest, but 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 at its high. And you, you, you take that chance. And you do so, worry that it, it's going to bottom out if he yeah. does your value will plummet to zero if he has like a month and a half where he's bad. I think it's kind of crazy just how attached Sharks fans are just because it's been 15 games. And I know that again, it's like Stockholm syndrome. It's like the the, the Titanic meme. It's been 84 years. I get that. But like, it's been 84 years. No, it's not. (laughs) And also they watched, you know, he'll get traded away for a fourth round pick and, and watched him win a Stanley cup. Like the, the, uh, James Reimer's 934 save percentage in, in 2021, 2022. I just looked up who would be the, like, would that be beating the NHL's best right now? And the best goaltender in the NHL right now is Aiden Hill with a 935. <laughs> so yeah, by 0.01, uh, he, he would be beating or he would be losing to Aiden Hill. So they, I just don't want to see that happen again where, and it's not going to be that. I, I don't think the Sharks are going to trade a, you know, Blackwood for a fourth round pick if he's doing very well by the deadline. No, I think they're not going to work for it. Yeah. They're going to they're going to try and maximize his value if they're going to consider trading him. A couple like points against like you know, obviously Kemper had a, a much better track record when he was traded for a conditional first, but he was older. He was also a UFA. He was also more expensive. So mm-hmm. something to consider that too. Okay. I think his contract was something like a 5 or 6 million at that point and he was near 30. Mm-hmm. um or 31 um and he was a ufa blackwood's 26 he's got two years left so you could have this year as a cup run and next year if he plays mm-hmm. well if you don't win the cup he has a good a contract at, at, at so, his uh caliber of play for sure yeah so i mean there is some pluses and minuses but the risk is greater because he, he goaltending if you're not like you said if you're not soros testerkin hellebuck vasilevsky um all mark for the past two years it's tough to to really be considered a starting goaltender rather than like a guy who's just in the starting net or if that Mm -hmm. makes sense there's like a small amount of of guys that are are considered those caliber of goaltenders so Mm -hmm. i don't think blackwood's there yet and i agree i think we're being a little bit unrealistic in terms of the hype around mckenzie blackwood because it's not like he's 
making the Sharks win every night. He's not Hashik. He's like, well, he's, he's making he's the Sharks win the games good. they have, though. So I'm going to yeah, give him that much true. credit. <laughs> this is very true. The, the He does have the three wins that he won. A lot of it could be due to him. Yeah. Um, and the shootout loss, obviously. Um, was it a shootout or an overtime loss? I can't it was a shootout. Colorado? Yeah, I believe that shootout. was a shootout loss. Yeah, yeah. a shootout. So I understand, and, and there is some rationality behind it, but I just want to see like a premium trade like if they're gonna if if we're gonna do this i want to see some assets that are gonna really help the sharks in the future mm -hmm. and some teams could use it i mean mate we're just gonna keep harping the the edmonton drum but they've had horrible goaltending this year they have a five million dollar anchor on their team currently for the next three years because of bad goaltending so i don't know i don't think i would take back campbell in a trade but maybe there's a different team that's got a similar situation um where they could trade some bad contracts to the Sharks and also a first rounder, kind of like they did with Carlson. Oh, sure. Yeah, that could like happen. That. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if you throw Campbell into it, then it becomes, I mean, a reasonable. I mean, Campbell's contract <laughs> is, is very, very bad. It's what former years yeah. at 5 million. So, yeah, that's so the you're first asking on its own. for at minimum a first just to take on a contract, probably more. Yeah. And then maybe a, uh, uh, I don't know if you get a first in block with this. Maybe you do because then the value of the Campbells, that's actually uh, 40 years at 5 million. That's, that's, that's arguably two first. And you throw yeah, Blackwood bad. into, into that scenario too. Right. Um, so in that case, sure. But I don't know if Edmund Edmonton's going to, uh, yeah. uh I'm maybe ready. there's a different team that, uh, sure. that has a, a, a not non horrible contract like Campbell's but, right now. But and this is where I disagree, but I would trade Blackwood. If someone came up with a second round pick straight up for him right now, I would yeah. at least think really heavily on it. You did bring up a good point earlier. I don't know if I'm, if I'm interrupting or you were going to get fine. to it, but, uh, but you mentioned, um, that, uh, uh, it matters the, the second round pick, which, about where it ends up is it a 30 to 40 or is it a later in the second right yeah. but let's say edmonton offered a sec i don't even know what they have do they have their own second round pick for next year 2024 that's a good question yeah because like, um, when picks go out later they have less value okay so i i would take that for blockwood right now because there's a chance that yes uh edmonton can turn its play around and that pick ends up in the 50s not as great but there's also a chance that edmonton keeps losing <laughs> And, and that pick like ends up in in, in the thirties, right? yeah. 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 So, like so 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 that that's that's a good that's yeah. a good uh, uh, a spin of the roulette wheel. And True. if there is a chance that that they give you that conditional first if they win the cup, okay, you know that even 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 better even better spin right there, right? True. And um, I think overall, I I I I think my general my general thought, and actually you just kind of alluded to it that there's really just. I don't know, a handful of truly elite guys. And those guys are worth, uh, they're worth multiple first. I think if, if you, if you can get, if your team is in the right place um, mm -hmm. of contention where you need a guy like that, I think, I think that, that, that they can be worth that, uh, uh, sure. hella buck, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Guys like that. Right. Um, and then there's everybody else. So you have your five or 10 elite guys and then you have everybody else and that everybody else, um, um, from year to year, their performances, uh, fluctuate. And you take a chance on one guy, it works out. You take a chance on another guy, it doesn't work. It's really hard to say who's going to work out of that pile. You know, and again, sure. the Sharks have seen both sides of it from uh, Aiden Hill not playing great with the Sharks, but obviously uh, great with the Golden Knights. James Reimer playing great for the Sharks, uh, at least at the beginning, uh, for a very low cost. And obviously Blackwood here for just a six-round pick. Um, so you just, yeah, I, I, think, I think that... 
I'm I'm uh, sort of taking that. It's a risk, obviously, but yeah. I I think that the because the one thing that in terms of what you're saying, right? The you have to be ready for the other part of it that that Blackwood's value reverses itself. His play yep. drops. I think that's that that's a that's a distinct possibility. And so for me, uh, um, heading that possibility off, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't. I, I've really liked watching him play so far this year. Um, yeah. And he has provided, I think he has been better than Reimer was in Reimer's good stretch because Reimer, there was a better team playing in front of Reimer in 21-22. So I would say my sort of um, uh, uh, untrained goaltending eye, that this is the best goaltending that the Sharks have received uh, over a, long stretch two month stretch um that actually i've ever covered because the sharks goaltending has been pretty bad since i started covering team in 2018 19. <laughs> so this is the best stretch of sharks goaltending that, that i've seen so uh um, yeah i i think uh even though blackwood trying to think far from from rhymers uh from a couple years ago um but yeah, again i, mean, I guess it's last, only comparable yeah. to to that that one time and then maybe before that, like when Martin Jones was actually playing well. Uh, well, for two months, some... though. I, 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 yeah. Jones didn't play well for two months. He, Jones would have like two weeks or so where he'd be amazing. Well, right? before like, that, like there was when he was in the, the first couple of playoff runs with the Sharks. Oh, no, like no. I'm, well, I'm talking 940s. strictly 2018 19, though. 2018 19. Oh, strictly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strictly, no, strictly I, since I, was, I've, I've covered the Sharks. Yeah. 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 So, um, but uh, oh, yeah, no. you had, but you have to be like, you have to be prepared for 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 Blackwood's uh, value to possibly go the other way, and then and you'll True. be like, man, I, I wish I had taken that second round pick from Edmonton, this hypothetical mm -hmm. second round pick from 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 Edmonton, uh, right now. But anyway, yes, I, I would I would take that from Edmonton right now, straight up, no Campbell. Um, Edmonton obviously, would, I don't know if they could they could even fit in a, a Blackwood now, but maybe they can because his contract is small enough that it's with some some massaging it, it might work. I think they could. Um, they probably yeah, yeah they, trade they probably something trade small back, way yeah trade you back Pickard and Connor uh, Brown their or backup. something right I don't know yeah so yeah they, but they they'd figure it out I think to yeah. to be able to fit it and, and and to be honest I think that's a good argument Edmonton's in a bad enough spot in the standings that I probably would take it too there's not that much of a functional difference between like the 39th overall pick and like the 31st 30th so yeah I'd probably take it too. <laughs> okay so we agree <laughs> we do we came to an agreement i would hope that there's I a win. conditional first yeah oh i'd hope there's a conditional first on there but if it's edmonton specifically i'd take their second I okay think. um but, but I you said you like, wouldn't take a late second though right no i don't think like a likely late second okay unless right. it's like a second and a third yeah, <laughs> then yeah, we're yeah. or second and a fourth maybe yeah, second yeah. i think there's just a little bit of a, of a difference between well, there's a huge difference in terms of where the draft falls between like mm -hmm. 45 on and 45 up. Sure. And sure. and like, I don't know. Blackwood seems to be the the one bright spot for the Sharks. So I'd never wear a jersey again on this podcast if we traded Blackwood because <laughs> they'd lose every game. You, you would. <laughs> he does look. You know, we'll mention this during the um when we talk about the Bruins game, but mm -hmm. he does look like. I don't know. Like he, yeah, uh, he just. In certain ways, some like when you compare the two goaltenders, Blackwood just seems to be like a starting goaltender. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, like, when you watch him compared to Capo, like oh, I mean, okay. not that Capo's bad. And and to yeah, be honest, and this was Capo the was, reverse. was great last night. And I'm going to say this for Capo too yeah. that uh, he has a, a better inner slot save percentage this year than than Blackwood. So I just want to say that I don't on, know uh, Kakinen's behalf. So 
They both yeah. have very good, uh, very good inner slot, high danger save percentages. Is all from Sport Logic, but uh, Koppel, I think is uh, slightly better. Uh, like top ten was top ten and, and was top mm-hmm. ten before uh, the New Jersey game, and I'm sure that the New Jersey and game Koppel helped. Looks, <laughs> he looks significantly better than he did last year. Last year he looked shaky, like every sure. time he played, it felt like, and yeah, this yeah. year he. He hasn't looked that way in every game other than, mm-hmm. you know, obviously some of the blowout losses. I could be wrong, but I think he might be working on a three-game personal winning streak. <laughs> Is he? I got to look at that. I was thinking about mm-hmm. that yesterday. I'm going to double check because I I, I I also, I like, I again, I, I'm not, I do want to say this. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for the Sharks to trade Mackenzie Blackwood or Kapo Kakinen. Uh, but sure. what I'm talking about is if for the right offer, do you think about it? And yes, I would think about it more heavily than I think a lot of, a lot of uh, other people would, and so, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stressing that the Sharks should, um, unless they get anything, anything uh, close to, um, to. Uh, uh, oh, okay, no, I, I was wrong though about Kakinen. Uh, he's oh. yeah, he started the Seattle game, so, uh, so he's sure. won three of his last four. So St. Louis, um, lost Seattle, beat Vancouver. Yeah, that's for this team. That's incredible. And look at, <laughs> I'm just looking at, at the shots he faced. Uh, 45 shots against St. Louis uh 47 last night and 33 again in the vancouver win so so yeah be really curious to see if you removed like the two 10 nothing games or 10 whatever games and the two like seven to zero games that they've both played in like what would their save percentage be? You just remove those that. horrific games. You can't do that. I see people do it all the time in fantasy football. They're like, like yeah, if- we uh, take out the guy's sixty-yard touchdown. He only had uh, uh, forty-four yards over twelve carries. You can't take out. So it's not that good. <laughs> so it's not that good. Yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah. So no, I agree. Um, but it's 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 interesting. The uh, anyway, I just I, I think Blackwood right now is a little bit of. He's on a hot streak, and okay. it's good that he's comfortable too. Like, yeah. I expected him to be much, much worse this year, and sure. he hasn't been. I mean, look, like I put out an article with somebody I talked to Mike McKenna, knows a lot about goalies. He thought that Blackwood, based on his injuries and what he saw from him in New Jersey, should have started a season in the AHL, not as an insult to Blackwood, sure. but just that he needed that that time and space to rebuild his game. Um, sure. And apparently, he didn't. So. Hmm. Um, so we agree. Edmonton second, <laughs> conditional first, solid. And maybe we take back a, I don't know, somebody shitty from Edmonton. That's the so <laughs> not a for sale sign, but for a above market value. If you're willing to pay above market rate for Mackenzie Blackwood, so that's 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 what it says on the menu. So so we're not putting yep. on a, a price. We're putting a, a a market market price. And that's it's like, <laughs> uh, give me your best offer. But um, if we don't like that offer, we're going to reject it. So and it, it's it's just a it does feel like a good win for the Sharks. Same thing with that we get from like claiming Ty Emerson and and, um, and all that. Yeah, it's, it feels better, good. but better. Yeah, yeah but better. It feels good. No, it, it would feel bad though if Blackwood does become uh, the answer for somebody in net for the next five years. And I, I will say I wouldn't put it past him. He is very talented, and he, he was the pedigree was there a couple of years ago. And so that's obviously argument for well, let's hold out for that first. Um, but and that was the argument yeah. for trading for Aiden Hill too. Was that when he was with the Coyotes, his underlying stats were like very good, despite a yeah. But that was li- limited games, though. I think so. It was yeah. a little different with Aiden. But with Blackwood, Blackwood was actually a legit starter uh, just for a cup for a year, maybe. Sure. Um, uh, of of high level play, 
Um, but also too, I think I think Blackwood, um, since he was drafted, he's really built his. Like, he was seen as a future starter. Whereas Aiden Hill, I don't know if if Aiden was. I, I still actually, uh, people still say to me, like, I, I can't believe the Sharks traded a second for him. And now we kind of know why, you know, Aiden has proved the doubters wrong. Uh, sure. But, um, but there were, there, there wasn't, uh, he, he was no Carter Hart or even Mackenzie Blackwood in terms of sort of uh, hype and that sort of thing. And oh, I did yeah. want to, I mentioned this, uh, I mentioned this uh, uh, when we were prepping for this episode. I want to shout out to, I, I, I think it's funny. Uh, all the people these days talking about how great, uh, how great Aiden Hill is, and and how much sure. like what a mistake it was by the Sharks to to trade him, um, and that kind of like straight up revision, revisionist history. Um, there was very few people in my mentions in my comments when the Sharks traded uh, Aiden to Vegas for a fourth round pick, uh, talking about oh what a, what 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 a mistake this is going to haunt the Sharks. <laughs> Yeah, I think everybody was pretty pretty happy actually that they were able to get a fourth round pick for I'm, for I was for, ecstatic. For a, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the expectation was more of a reverse the second round pick that turned that to a round and that becomes a five, so more yeah. likely a fifth round pick. So I wanted to shout out the only two people that I'm certain uh, had Aiden's back uh, among the the shark among fandom or or whatever. Um, mm. Obviously, Liz, Liz Child, big Aiden Hill and WHL fan, sure. and also uh, Linda. Uh, big Sharks fans who I've met that I'm sure you guys have seen online, uh, Twitter handle Aiden Hill shutout. Uh, that's her Twitter handle, <laughs> Aiden Hill shutout. And I think she's Jeez. had that like from like probably before the, the Sharks acquired Aiden. I, I think she's been sure. a fan since, uh, since, uh, uh, since his Arizona days. And so anyway, I Those think, are the only two people that have a right to wag their finger at, at my career for, for, for what happened with, with uh, Hill in, in Vegas. Um, I'm sure there are a couple more people that question it, but it was very, very few. And it's definitely not the number of people in the in the mentions that are uh, carpetbagging uh, uh, Greer every time Aiden Hill does, does something good. I mean, even myself, I would say that I did think it was, and I, I I wrote this back then, so this is not me. Uh, this is not me jumping up, uh, jumping on the revisionist train. I I I thought it was very peculiar the way the the, the Sharks' direction in goaltending, where you trade a second in Aiden Hill, uh, you you invest a lot, you trade a second round pick for him, and then you give up on him so quickly, and then, and also in the meanwhile you acquire another young goalie about the same age in Kakinen. You trade a pretty good defenseman in Middleton for him, so basically. You traded out uh, a second and a fringish top four defenseman, a good defenseman in, in, in Middleton, who will probably be on the Sharks beat like their number two defenseman right now. Uh, but anyway, you, you trade all that for 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 two goalies, and you give two young goalies, and you only give Hill just one year to kind of prove his stuff. That didn't make sense to me. That part of it, where I thought that well, maybe you trade Reimer off in that exchange in, in that place because you gave up a second for Hill, so somebody believed in him. And so you, you give him more run. And then Reimer yeah. obviously had a better 2021-22. So maybe you get, I don't know if you, I, I know the Sharks were looking for a second for, for Reimer that, that summer. And they obviously didn't get it, or they might have traded Reimer. But maybe lower that demand to a third. Maybe you get that third uh, for, for Reimer, maybe. And then you just run with Hill and Kakadin and go young and hope one of those guys emerges. Anyway, so that's long what they're story. Doing now, right? Yeah, that's but... what they're kind of doing now, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I do. I just wanted to to mention that. Uh, wanted to shout out uh, 
um, a, shout, a shout out uh, uh, those uh, uh, those two uh, those two ladies. And as yeah. well, it's a very few uh, 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 group of people that should be saying anything about um, the Sharks and and Aiden Hill and the fourth round pick for him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's it seemed like bad asset management uh, all around in that yeah. way. I think was, they don't want to repeat the same. Yeah. Curious. I don't think they want yeah. to repeat the same thing. I think an interesting comparable for Blackwood is, is Jacob Markstrom. So mm. Markstrom was a mm. second round pick. He was drafted 31st overall. Pretty good one. He was, he was um, a highly, highly thought of exactly. prospect. I mean, he was even more highly thought of than Blackwood in terms of he was going to yeah. be the starter the next for Florida for. Bullies. Yeah. And then he was traded for Roberto Luongo to Vancouver um, and when he was 24. So like not that much younger when then than currently uh, Blackwood is now had up and down seasons in Vancouver until he suddenly or suddenly kind of like got it mm-hmm. um, like mid to mid late 20s or so. Um, and then signed a huge contract with Calgary and has been their starting goaltender since it, yeah. it's. But similar thought, like he had, he was down, like he kept having like sub 880 save percentage years in the NHL. They'd send him back to the AHL repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it just took a little, a little while. And he had that, that kind of pedigree where it was like, all right, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent here. We just got to keep working it out, working it out. And right. I don't know that, that that could be what Blackwood is. I don't think he, Blackwood That's is as talented, con- but I think it's an interesting if Blackwood's career kind of, I mean, if Blackwood, uh, you know, we talked about the uh, cream of the crop elite of elite and maybe Markstrom is not quite there, but if Blackwood's career or if it's, if his next five years are super solid, top 10 ish fringe of top 10, a couple of years, I'm sure he'll throw in some like really good years, maybe have a down yeah. year in there like Markstrom has had. Right. But sure. basically a very reliable starter, at least reliable relative to other other starting goalies or other goalies in general, um, yep. then yeah, then you would regret trading a second or you would regret uh, uh, taking just a second for that. So yeah, I, I do concede that. And so I'm, again, talking about the gamble of it. And, uh, but I, yeah, he doesn't, Blackwood doesn't have to be Shesterkin for, for, uh, for, for, for the Sharks, for him to be valuable to the Sharks, uh, for him to, for the Sharks to keep him and, and sure. hold out, uh, or yeah, for just a second. So, yeah, that's a good I, I have a, um, I have a, I have a thing, a thought that they're going to keep him for a long time. I just don't think mm. they're going to trade him. So I think his whole point is going to be moot anyway. I just, I think that Greer likes his guys. And Greer picked this guy out, and it's yeah. a hell of a play right now. And I think he's going to keep that up. So, yep. Um, I don't know. I don't think he's going to trade him. So yeah. Um, so so you you have a pretty good feeling about Mark. Uh, I'm sorry about Blackwood's uh, sort of uh, uh, future. I think. Uh, well, that's that's a bigger question because the Sharks have to like okay. actually turn it around and be good enough for it to really matter. But I sure, do think sure. he's a good goaltender. Like I, I thought he was a way worse goaltender last year, and that could just be again goaltenders are like a little bit inconsistent and a lot of it depends on the team and the environment that they're playing in. And I think he fits right now. So, so here's, I, here's I the big question then. Uh, do you think that there's a pretty good chance that Mackenzie Blackwood will be the shark starter uh, the next time they make the playoffs? Let's say that's four or five years from now. Do you think there's a decent chance of that? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just curious what you think of that. I, I yeah, I, no. I don't have an answer for that. No, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I think, I think it's too far ahead. And also, okay. Um, there's just so many things I could go. I'm going to take the, the field versus Mackenzie Blackwood. I okay. think there's still like a, 
small chance, probably 10, 20%, something like yeah, that. Yeah. But and that's basically what I'm doing there. too, in terms of trade them while his value is high. I'm taking the fill. True. Uh, so mm -hmm. yeah, that's fair. All right. Let's move on to our, our last uh, small topic, kind of like a mini mailbag question uh, questionnaire. Um, I went to a Bruins game. Mm -hmm. I went to a Sharks versus Bruins game uh, in Boston. Um, <laughs> Clarify that. I live, yeah, I live in I live in uh, New England, so I go to a fair amount of Bruins games, uh, as well as uh, Providence Bruins games, and the AHL. Um, but whenever the Sharks come, I try and catch their game uh, because you know I love the Sharks. Yeah. It's always like people asked a lot of this on Twitter was like, how shitty are Bruins fans, et cetera, et cetera. I have no problem with Bruins fans. I think they're fine. I think they were shittier when I was in San Jose and they were in the stands at San Jose. I saw a lot of like obnoxious Bruins fans being assholes, but in Boston, they're fine. Like they were really nice to me. They like commented on, on my Jersey. Like mm -hmm. the, what there was a, a, uh, uh, Bruins fans couple behind us that like they wanted their picture taken to like right behind the the benches to see the ice mm -hmm. and stuff. We took their picture. They took mine and uh, my partner's picture. Um, they were really nice and they always are. <laughs> there's there's some questions. They actually have upgraded the food this year. Somebody had questions about food. It's a little bit better. They have some strange looking pizzas that look like weird triangles, um, not like the normal shaped triangle like a pizza. Yeah. How do you do it? How do you do pizza? It's like a, it's like a weird, <laughs> it's a very long triangle. Anyway, it's very strange. Uh, but we had some hockey questions, so yeah. we're going to bring those up here. First one is from just Dan, uh, on Twitter. Uh, he asked, um, specifically about Kalen Addison, like what's good, what's bad. Uh, and it's different than what we expected when he was acquired and he had a pretty low acquisition cost. Um, it was a fifth round pick. Very well, yep. Uh, fifth round and, and Anamaraska. Um, but he kind of fits. Um, I have a few thoughts. Chang, do you have any thoughts on Kalen Addison so far? Sure. Uh, before, uh, I, I get to that though, I did want to say, uh, first that, uh, so we're going to talk just to let you guys know, uh, what, uh, uh, what, what you're in for here. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Kalen Addison. We have a question uh, about William Eklund, uh, Justin Bailey, sure. uh, Zetterlin, and mm -hmm. a couple about Zetterlin, and yeah, I think so. I, th I think I think that 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 will round out the the questions or the guys we're gonna we're gonna yeah. talk about. Couldn't cover uh, everybody's, but I'll yeah. answer later on on Twitter, maybe. <laughs> and also too, I had a thought about the the fans too. That I, I I would actually suspect that fans that travel are worse because they're the ones that spend more money, are more passionate, <laughs> maybe more entitled, to be honest. And so sure. those are those are the ones that uh, that. Uh, to to watch out for that that that'd be sort of my my guess they're the more obnoxious ones you know the more when the sharks are good again i'm gonna be ones. a major asshole in the stands here <laughs> <laughs> when the sharks are good again no i'm kidding but um on uh dan's question about about addison uh, we've talked a lot about it and i think that kaylin has played a better game recently but um there are a lot of uh good uh, there's a lot of good offensively and there's a sure. lot of not great defensively actually we saw in the boston game which you probably get to right that, that yeah. uh, he was really poorly positioned for i believe it was the, the brusco and um just you see that where it just sort of i don't know it's uh attention or something or it just it's just uh not sure why he's there uh when he should be somewhere else kind of and sure. um and uh, it happens enough where I would call it a a problem. It's something to to work on. And there is a reason why, again, that the acquisition cost was low. Things like that were just sort of 
I don't know if he drifts, maybe I'm not really sure. Uh, but sure. yeah, it's, it seems like he's kind of, he's kind of drifting. He's just not, not, uh, uh, engaged with where he's supposed to be on the ice. Kind of, mm-hmm. um, a couple times too, just over aggressive. I'm not sure which game it was in my notes. It could have been actually could have been a New Jersey game or it could have been the, it could have been the Boston game too. Um, but, uh, just uh just a, a little bit and it's gonna happen he's more offensive guy so he's gonna he's gonna take some some chances with his pinches and get lost a little bit but i think i think it was the yes yesterday's game uh where hurdle had a chance and it it uh it was kind of a it was kind of a shot from a distance it, it missed and then addison was pinching from from the get-go and so so basically four sharks got caught down low and then it was a three-on-one the other way for the devils and it was the beginning of the period i could be sure. conflating mixing plays up um that, that could have been someone else that 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 i i id'd for that but um but that's kind of stuff that sounds like uh, does it does creep into his his game a bit? On the good side, though, uh, obviously he can move a puck. Sure. He uh, rarely his passes are rarely not tape to tape. Uh, they're usually tape to tape, and um, and also he can make some very difficult passes too. Uh, he's usually pretty calm on the power play. Um, not perfect on there. Obviously, that five on three against uh, the Bruins was was horrific, and he he was a part That's of really it. Uh, he's got it. Got you know yeah. As I think as the quarterback, sometimes you just got to take the bull by the horns and say, I'm going to shoot it. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm going to find it, find it because you're usually in the middle, in the, in the middle of the five on three. And so you got to just take it on yourself to, to just, to just kind of go for it. Um, and so, yeah, so I, 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 I think that uh, I think he can work on that assertiveness offensively too, which is makes sense for a younger player. Um, mm-hmm. But he has shown enough. I would say that, there was a chance that 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 he might be around for for the Sharks in the next couple of years, and if we can iron out some of these deficiencies that we mentioned, that uh, yeah, uh, that 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 he's going to be any good. But I think he's been about what's expected, though. I mean, what I was told when the Sharks traded for him, outside uh, 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 scouts from outside the the Sharks, good offensively, bad defensively, and I think that's been about about accurate. Yeah, his. Uh, he's come as built, I think. Yeah. Um, he, we would talk about it a couple of weeks ago. It seems like he's the uh, Ryan Merkley that is able to play in the NHL, and um, <laughs> it's it's true. He's like he's a he, good Ryan Merkley, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he's obviously as the creative, I guess, but like he's at least passable most times to play mm-hmm. in the NHL. I think his physicality is very poor. Like like I've continually sure. seen he just. He's not strong on the puck on the boards. He gets knocked off of it really easily. When he gets checked, he gets checked like a mile. Like he he <laughs> flies. Like the dude is not big. And he he has the build of like a skilled winger rather than a defenseman, even an offensive moving, even a puck mover defenseman. I would he say though, he, he could he could make up for it with better positioning, but that's not always there true. too. Yeah. 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 He uh his positioning is not great either to um to like stop two on ones or, or cover guys. He, he gets a little like, like, I think what you're saying, like drifting, like he gets puck focused and mm-hmm. then kind of just goes towards the puck carry and forgets normal like, for a young player. Yeah. So those obviously the, all the bad parts of his game, some of those can or cannot be ironed out at this point. He's like 24, 25. Um, I he's 23. He's, he's a bit younger. He's, he's, he's 2018 pick. So he, he should be a little younger. No. Uh, am I missed? Am I conflating people? Yeah, can he each off 25? <laughs> uh Kalen Aston's 23. Yeah, you're right. I for some reason think he was 25. Yeah, can he each off 25? That's why 
it was on the brain. Um, but I, you know, some of it can be changed. Some probably yeah. can't be at this point, but I think you're right. The good part is a great passer. You can run on a pass heavy power play. Uh, his shot is not, um, amazing for a, right. a power play quarterback either is the issue i think that maybe is why he didn't his... take the reins right on that five on three yeah he, do, he doesn't have a lot of strength to his shot which is not something that you want from your guy that's gonna lead you on the umbrella but i don't know he was a good he was a good acquisition and i'm not mad about it because the sharks missed somebody like him especially with benning where that beanie for a little where bit that beanie for kaylin <laughs> not mad about it i'm fine <laughs> That's kind of the answer. Um, not any really different than what we expected, but sure. I liked him. I think he was fine on that game. I watched him pretty specifically just because of that question. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of what I came away with. So his is not great. Good passer. Great. A couple ones that I was like, wow, that's a tape to tape pass. That's very crisp, but that's about it. All right. I can never say um, this person's name, but he follows me on Twitter uh, or they follow me on Twitter. Uh, Lakisha Jane. I think it's Laksha because... Uh... Laksha. Pretty sure I've met, I have met Lakshaw. Sorry. Yeah, Lakshaw actually used to be uh, a colleague at Fear the Fin when I wrote there a long time ago. And I've met Lakshaw uh, between periods before, too. It's been a few years, but hello, Lakshaw. Yeah. Um, Lakshaw follows and likes a bunch of stuff and comments on everything. So so thank you for, for doing that and, and obviously for watching the show. But um, basically asked, here's something I've been curious about. What's the biggest change in William Eklund's game over the last month? And how is this play along the boards? Hmm. I think for a young guy, um, there there comes a point in the season where you kind of start to go through the motions a little bit, mm-hmm. and like it's on a coach to kind of like get you out of that thing. And I think some of that might be happening with Eklund the past week or two, sure. or a couple last weeks that he's yeah, yeah I've been benched yeah. uh, here and there, yeah, demoted here and there, yeah. So I think that that could be happening a little bit with Eklund. He doesn't have the same kind of like spark or offensive flair as consistently the past couple of weeks it's a long um, season long season yeah young um, player man so i think that's what's maybe going on with him in the past couple um his play along the boards fine <laughs> i think he actually he's pretty sneaky even though he's not too big he he's always been like a he gets good uh leverage on pucks and he gets underneath players pretty well and he showed, especially in the, earlier in the year, that he was able to like bounce off of checks pretty good and, and not get bogged down so great, or not get bogged down so uh, heavily. Um, I don't know. Eklund's still a work in progress, but I think he's doing fine. He's doing what he needs to be doing right now. Just inconsistent games sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, specifically on the boards question, when uh, thinking about that, um, uh, I agree that um, when he can fill the check on him, he does a pretty good job of, of holding on sure. to the puck, uh, and, and he's he's strong with that. I think uh, that he needs to work on sometimes, though, the sort of the um, when to live to fight another day to recognize that moment because sometimes he gets absolutely erased and he loses the puck, and you can't do that. You have to you you have to in those situations that you're not going to win the puck, you're not going to keep it. That's fine, but you got to get the puck forward. You can't just flat out lose it. And so and so he's got to. I think he I think 
he's got to work on sort of the the speed of of the NHL to some degree in in those moments uh because those are moments that uh, he's not going to win physically obviously he never will he's not going to gain enough strength that if a if a if a 64 230 pound defenseman uh, has anticipated whatever he's doing right and that happens from time to time sometimes it's not even his fault you know it's a bad pass or the pat or the puck gets him too slow um but he's got to do a better job of sort of not flat out losing those situations right even if he's mm-hmm. not going to win it and so i think i think that does that does happen with him with him a, a bit so basically a little bit of playing faster i think uh, uh there kind of and recognizing the the the, the moment uh, a, a bit um in terms of the the change over the last month, yeah, I I agree. Um, this right now isn't the very best stretch of hockey that that he's played. Uh, probably the best stretch was maybe the first few games with Hurdle, and I do think that sure. that he having Hurdle does help a lot because Hurdle helps with sort of the the um the 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 board stuff, the download stuff. And I will say that again, I don't want to take away like I mentioned with Eklund that once. Like if he can fill the check on him, like he has some time, then 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 he can hold off stronger defenders. Um, sure. And I had an article recently. Uh, Eklund is uh, second on the Sharks in terms of uh, puck possession uh, in the offensive zone, just holding on to the puck, just pure possession time. Um, Pure, yeah, pure uh, having a puck on his stick time. Obviously, mm-hmm. number one is hurdle. And so I think it definitely benefits uh, uh, Eklund when he's not necessarily the guy for that on the line. But if you can be the secondary guy on the line, that helps him because hurdle obviously commands a lot of attention uh, down low and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think uh, I think one thing we have seen, though, and we've talked about it a bit, and um, uh that that one timer of him, one timer of his, is a legitimate weapon. Uh, we've yeah. seen him absolutely blow goalies away, and I'm not saying. I think someone in my comments a couple weeks ago was saying like, "Oh, you got to highlight it. He can be like the Vetchkin on the Sharks." You know, hold on, slow down. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> we're not talking about that. But um, but it's it's a legitimate weapon, which um, it definitely was not uh, two years ago. He there was no shot weapon from him. It was like Addison, just get it on net, <laughs> you know, yeah. when he was shooting, uh, when he was a, a 19 year old, uh, 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 trying to make it on the sharks. And so there, there, there's, there's something, there's something there. Um, and it still needs to be refined. Um, I think that his other arsenal shots beside that, the one timer still needs work. Um, yeah. but that, but that, that, that has happened is very promising. And if you can add other, uh, improve his shot and, and other, other types of shots to his arsenal, like a better wrist shot, that sort of thing. Right. Um, then, uh, then he'll be even more dangerous because then teams can't guess what, what he's going to do. And, um, so if teams can't guess what he's going to do, um, then he's going to be that much more uh, dangerous. And right now I think, uh, he's still a little pass heavy. So teams can guess that and play that. Um, but I think it's very promising that, um, that the shot is becoming a, a weapon and it has to yeah. get better. It's not there yet, um, but it's getting better. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Two, like two years ago when he was in Sweden, um, shot was very poor. I think he had, he had that one goal <laughs> for, for an entire season in Sweden after he was drafted. Um, and the, the next year after that, it was something that I... You, you did a story about it last year. He was working on it uh, with the Barracuda. Specifically mentioned yeah. like to him that he needed to get more shots on that. He needed to work on it, and, and yeah. he has. Like 
it's you're right. Like the one timers really what's come around. His wrist shot, his mid range shot is not good up to like an NHL standard just yet. But he's also net front is pretty good. Like he's actually able to like battle for pucks. Yeah, and, it's stronger, um, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's getting goals the way he can right now, and I, and I like that kind of evolution. Eklund's kind of just he changes a lot. His game like evolves, and I, and I just really like that. He's he works coachable. hard at it. Yeah. 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 No, he's no a very coachable guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Very self self motivated too. We talk about uh, he's a uh, stoic, you know, and uh, I think I think I, th- I don't think that's inaccurate. Uh, he is he is a guy that I think is self motivated. That um, is a guy that um, uh, even if the locker room isn't bad, but if it were bad, you know, he's a guy that might be okay and just True. is able to kind of I'm going to improve. I'm going to be in my own space and kind of uh, maybe a little bit like actually uh, currently on the Sharks like a, like a, like a Sturm. Um, yeah. it's not, it's not, you know, that's kind of seems like an unlikely comp Eklund and Stern, but I actually think, uh, a mentally, uh, just sort of mentality focus yeah. is not that dissimilar. Yeah. So, all right. Next question comes from, uh, thank you for the, the question, Lakshya. Um, next question comes from S pawn. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Scott. Says, does, <laughs> does, um, does Justin Bailey do enough to stay on the team? News, and we didn't mention this in, in the signing bit because we were going to mention him here, but Justin Bailey got signed to a, an NHL deal um, while we were away from his amateur tryout with the, or amateur contract with the Barracuda. Um, Not amateur, just a contract with the Barracuda, professional contract with the Barracuda. The amateur hockey league contract, I guess. <laughs> the professional <laughs> well, contract with the We're never going to have an AHL player on, on, this, on this podcast again if you, if, you, if you call the AHL the amateur hockey league. Well, the problem is because they call it PTOs when they try out for the NHL, and they call it ATOs when they're trying out for, like, amateur tryouts when they're trying out for the, the AHL. So, yeah, but he, like, uh, you know. yeah, so he has a contract with the Barracuda, so that's different. He has a, he's a pro player, so, yeah. Yeah, he has a, an AHL contract. Yeah. Anyway, he now has an NHL contract, and he's been playing with the Sharks. Um, does he games, stay right? yeah. three games? Does he do enough to stay on the team? He had a really good first game. I remember that. Like he didn't he have a point in that game as well. Yeah, he did. He uh, he had the assist on the game winning goal, the the cut yeah. goal. Mm-hmm. He looked good. He was pretty I good mean, uh, against New Jersey too. Yeah, I haven't not been able to watch the New Jersey game yet, so that's not been uh, I haven't been able to see you it. Should. But <laughs> it's okay. It's um, it was a little invisible in the Boston game, but yeah, the whole team was right. Yeah, I don't know. He is your fourth liner, big guy, hits good, four checks well, skates, skates well for his size too. Yeah, yeah. I think because the Sharks don't have enough offensive players that they want to use, like they don't want to call up the Bordelos and the Gustians to have them play full stretches with the Sharks right now. Right. Um, I think that he's going to stay for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, just because they don't have a lot of options on their forward depth. And he's been fine. Yeah. And my, you know, my, my question actually, uh, I asked uh, Quinn this um, after the, um, the Van, the Vancouver game. That, that's the, no, no, that's the, I'm sorry. Uh, the Washington game. Um, mm. After the Washington game, I, I, I asked, I, I asked Quinn uh, the next day, what took so long? <laughs> you know, we, we saw in the preseason, yep. uh, he, he stood out and he stood out with attributes that are, are transferable. Like not just, yep. you know, Gushin scored a hat trick in a preseason. That's not transferable because he's not going to have that time and space in the NHL and, you know, regular season sure. action. And we've seen that uh, when, when Gushin has been up. But Bailey's speed, size, and scouts tell me he competes. So those three elements, those are all things that that 
transfer directly to the NHL. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah, so I, I saw that and I, what I've asked a number of people over the last couple, I kind of tapered off with that uh, when, when he got sent to the Barracuda, but during the exhibition, I asked a couple of people like, why hasn't this guy stuck? And yep. I haven't really received a great, ad- even the guys I've talked to who should know, they're like, I don't really know <laughs> because you look at him again and s- speed size and he competes. Um, and also too, uh, he seems to have a, one thing I thought was he's a guy that maybe didn't know his role because he's a, he was a, a, a he's a, he is a big time scorer in the AHL and guys like that can sometimes have trouble uh, going to NHL because they're not going to be top six guys, but so far sure. he's looked pretty good at a pretty simple role in, in, in the, in the, in the, in the NHL, um, as sort of a, you know, third line might be a little high for him, but he's doing an okay job with that and just going on a four check, uh, claiming, getting the puck back, um, and then making some, some plays, uh, cycling it and on occasion, like the, the pass to a uh, Cunning on a power play, actually, no less, uh, making yeah. a play. There's time and space and he's done. Wild. He's done. He's, he's done. He's done all that. Um, if you go back to yesterday, the second McDonald goal, uh, mm. Bailey was a big part of part of that, just on the four check. And he made a, actually before McDonald scored, uh, I think a deflection, um, uh, Bailey made a pretty good pass to, uh, to McDonald for a one timer right in front of the net. And, and, uh, McDonald got stuffed there, but it was, it was a good pass, good awareness. And so anyway, um, I, I do I do think he should stick. I also want to give a shout out to uh, to uh, to our, our our buddy Jason Demers because uh, I was talking with with Jason uh, uh, like a month ago or so, right before he started uh, uh, appearing on Sharks pregame live, and he was like, "Yeah, watch watch out for Bailey. He's gonna get an angel contract." And of course, uh, Demers. Like Damaris played with uh, with Bailey uh, in Bakersfield last year, and of course, I had seen Bailey in the preseason, so I I wasn't surprised too because I actually asked Jason the same question. He didn't really have an answer too. Like, well, why you asked me too, like yeah. like a month and a half ago, or maybe a month ago. Like, who were the Sharks going to call up for whatever reason? That, that could have been after I talked with Jason. So maybe <laughs> I, mean, I, I said that's well, some advanced I, info right there. I'm not to like to my own <laughs> but I also said Bailey because watching him on the Barracuda, I was like. Uh, he stands out right yeah he stood out like i was like this guy is the one who who seems the most like i think gushin was still there and i was like maybe gushin but i think maybe bailey just because he he seemed the most nhl ready in terms of his game and it it's it fits so right i uh not to my own horn there but (laughs) i did mention him he needed a contract though gushin and bordolo and actually that's one thing quinn said about the contract like hey you know nhl contracts there's only 50 of them those are you don't give those out lightly and so that's yeah. that's maybe why we didn't give him a contract immediately after, after trading camp, because I'm sure they saw the same things that we did off and the kind of obvious that they did because he, they signed him to a Barracuda contract and they called him up pretty quick. Uh, but in terms of uh, Bordolo and Gushin, um, Bailey is better than the NHL right now. Uh, Bordolo and Gushin, like we talked about, uh, I think they're, they're just surviving in NHL. Um, sure. And shout out to Bordolo. He's gone to wing in the AHL and he's done a pretty good job of it. And I yeah, think that might be his path. We had to talk about it in some other podcasts, but that might be his pathway to, that's yeah. an easier pathway for him to make an NHL impact. And so he's doing a good job there, which he wasn't on the wing. He wasn't doing as good job of it last year. And so credit to him. Um, but anyway, um, uh, those guys would just be surviving in NHL and uh, not getting a lot of puck touches and, um, and, and that, in, in the few puck touches that they do get, Agushin and Bartle, they got to do something with it. They don't, then they don't, they don't play or they don't play as much. And that's just tough, sure. tough for a young player. Whereas Bailey's 28. Um, 
Obviously, with a Barracuda, he gets a lot of puck touches. He's on a power play, but in NHL, he's he's fine. He's fine changing his his role and being a being a different guy. And he's done a, a pretty a pretty good uh, uh, job of it, I think. And so, yeah, I would predict even with the Sharks get health healthier, uh, that there's a good chance that he could still stick as 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 a fourth line type. And he's done, like I said, overall he's done. He's not even perfect. I've seen a couple of defensive things. Um, coverage things that sort of thing right there's there's reasons why of course why 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 a guy uh 28 uh doesn't doesn't stick to the nhl with his mm-hmm. obvious attributes so i will say on his behalf he's mentioned that last couple of years he's had a couple of shoulder injuries one on each sure. shoulder last two years so that's that's probably a part of the last two years so he's not a perfect player by any means but i think that he is more more <laughs> than good enough for this sharks team mm-hmm Hey, um, I don't remember who we were, if we were talking about it or, or I listened to an interview, somebody was talking about how, this is a way off topic, but how Patrick Marlowe would mm-hmm. skate so effortlessly and he would go so fast and everybody would be just like, mm-hmm. how does this guy operate at this speed? Oh, well, we're good. at that portion of the podcast. You're creating Justin sorry, Bailey, sorry. Patrick Marlowe. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bailey's the opposite. Bailey, Drink. like, no, no, no. Bailey's the opposite. His, his stride is not pretty. It's yeah. like yeah. he... He looks like he's kind of chugging to move, like if you watch his feet, but he moves really quickly. He's so so big. It's, yeah, he covers so much yeah. ground, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it's kind of the opposite of Marlowe. That's just my, my I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. ranting okay. on this, but um, yeah, just watching his, because I watched him during the game. I was like, oh yeah, he does have a very, he's fast, he's big, but he just yeah. kind of yeah. chop along the ice a little bit. But um, all right, we're going to move on. We have two yeah, questions. Let's finish up in- here. Yeah. We're going to finish up because it's a long episode here, yeah. but um, we have two questions about Setterland. One from Maddie D and one yep. from hey, Chris Maddie. Lindsay. Hey, Maddie. Hey, Chris. Chris. Um, one, Maddie D asked, who is Zetterland's comparable? And Chris Lindy, Lindsay asked, a focus on Zetterland's play. He's been fantastic. Would love a deeper look at his overall play. Um, comparable is interesting. I picked Tyler Kennedy. If anybody from That's Sharks fans from my... Yeah, from like 10 years ago, I remember Tyler Kennedy. He was better um, not as a shark than he was as a shark, but he was a very good, like, mostly third-line, second-line player, second, third-line player for uh, Penguins for a while. Um, Shoot-first kind of guy, great four-checker, good energy, decent speed, Mm -hmm. bad hands, kind of fits to Zetterlund. Zetterlund's got a little bit more meat on his bones. Mm -hmm. He's the sweetest meatball, as we know. Um, The bench press. (laughs) Yes, the bench press, this, um, <laughs> but uh, than Tyler Kennedy ever did. But in terms of their like play style, kind of similar. I think just mm-hmm. Zetterlund's a little bit more of a, a heavy hitter than than Kennedy was. But I like him. He's he's kind of he's really growing on me for a young player that has struggled so much last year, as we've mentioned repeatedly. Um, I like him. <laughs> I'm, I'm really going happy to. With him yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tease. I have an article about Zetterlund coming out soon. Um, Mm-hmm. All, all about actually Chris's question about um, just the deeper look at his overall play. The one thing that I keep pointing out, you look at the notes, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the clips for the story. But always from the beginning of the season, uh, chooses to take the body instead of the puck. And mm-hmm. Zetterlin is a strong guy, so that makes a difference. And 
it's so refreshing to watch this compared to early in the season where sharks all over the place were just reaching for the puck, allergating, arming in, trying to win the puck yeah. with, with one arm or whatever, right? Zetterlin consistently, and this is why he's risen from the fourth line to, well, now the second line, but he was up on the first line for a while too. But that's the reason why he's risen up uh, up the depth chart. And in the end, does he end up being a first, second line player for a playoff Sharks team? Not likely, but he is a good player. And that's the one thing that I, I guess I would, I would, I would, I, that I've seen consistently over and over again. And that look for that when the puck is, is in the area um, and it's a 50, 50 ish, right? He doesn't alligator, alligator arm reach for it. He, he uses the body to go through people and he takes some, if he doesn't win the puck that way, he takes the, the player uh, out of the play. The, the guy he's, he's battling with and that allows his teammate to pick it up. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, so I really like him using his, like you mentioned, he, he's stronger. Uh, so I like, I, I like that he uses that asset con like consistently. And again, yeah. this is, this has been a day one thing. It's not something that, that David Quinn had to, had to tell him because David Quinn has talked a lot about that, 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 that funny phrase, that catching flesh, right. That's been a problem mm -hmm. with the sharks all season, uh, but it's not been a problem with, uh, with Zetterlin again, from, from, from day one. Um, in terms of uh, Maddie's question, um, in terms of a good comp, um, I was lazy, so I didn't think about it myself, but I reached out to, to, uh, to a scout because I was just curious what it. they would say. And he gave a, he gave a pretty interesting one. He said Mason Appleton. And mm, I like, I like that in terms of sort of um, that's maybe where Zettelin kind of tops out in terms of his, production and where he plays Appleton's about a 15, 16 minute, a guy, a guy, sure. uh, a, a minute, a night guy. Uh, he's just going to be very solid on your third line. He won't look bad on a PP two for a good team. He won't look sure. bad on a PK. He may not be your favorite guy for those roles, but he's going to, he's going to, he's basically kind of a Swiss army knife kind of guy. And so, you know, I, I, I don't think that people should get too excited, excited about Zetterlin, even though uh, he's, he has more goals. You know, we make a joke. You know, more goals than than Timo Meyer, or maybe he's tied with Timo, or stuff like that. Right? He's got more. He's got, he's got more. more. And uh, yeah. also, too, uh, he leads the Sharks in uh, shots, shot attempts, and quality chances, which sounds very Ooh. Timo like. But no, he's not going to be. That's not. That's not <laughs> his, his ceiling. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but he's a very good player. And like like I said, what I like about him is that he's playing within himself. So he's doing the best that he can. And on this Sharks team, that's made him a second line, first line winger. On a better team, that's not going to be him. But if he keeps playing within himself, he's going to find a role on a good team, on a bad team. Uh, David Quinn said yeah. yesterday, and I actually, you know, there's there's the obvious sarcastic remarks, but David Quinn said that him and Ohotiak, these are guys who are going to be successful in the playoffs. And of course, the answer is well, when when you know Zetterlin's 33, <laughs> you know, yeah. or you got to make the playoffs first, dummy, you know, sure. stuff like that. So there's the easy sarcastic responses, but I agree with with Quinn here though that these are the kind of guys that are playoff kind of guys. And um, when they hit their prime, when you know they still need to, they're all, both still young players, but uh, they play the kind of style that is should see them uh, be a, a a working contributing member of a playoff team. I like him, the Swedish meatball. Um, he, yeah, I don't. I think you're right. He's not ever going to be as valuable as Timo Meyer, but the the trade doesn't hurt so bad when you have good players like Zetterlund and and Mukabadulund playing Ohotiak and Musti possibly too, right? Yeah. And Mastiak whatever pick well. they get this year. Yeah. 
it doesn't look so bad. Nope. Um, and also the sharks, have, I think uh, Kurt has put out an article like why it was recently about um, what the sharks would look like if they did give Timo like nine million dollars this year. Like it never makes sense. The point? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 never it, it doesn't sense. make a point. Yeah, it doesn't make that, so. that doesn't make sense. But yeah, if you look at even that trade now, right? I mean, obviously there was a lot of pieces that moved, and so I think it ended yeah. up being like a a six for seven trade or five for six, right? Because a lot of pieces got sure. swapped, right? But you look at the New Jersey end of it. I mean, it's Timo and it's maybe, I mean, I've heard some good things about Hadika. I don't believe he's played for them, but uh, he, sure. he's a, he's a, he's a decent-ish prospect or okay. But besides that though, yeah, like there, there's a lot of guys that have gone by, by the wayside, you know, Scott Harrington, uh, Zachary Amon, uh, Timor, uh, Ibrik Gimoff. Um, and then for the Sharks, yeah. though, uh, obviously you have a Yo- Johansson that did, didn't didn't do much, but everybody sure. else, um, everybody else looks like they could be legitimate NHL contributors on, on a decent Sharks team. Again, no stars there. Maybe Musty will be. Maybe Mukhamadulin. But um, you get four possible NHL like real NHL players, solid NHL players. Um, that's not, that's not bad for a rebuild. Uh, even if you don't get, even if you let go of the best player in the deal. Yeah. All right, Chang, this has been a long episode, mostly focused on, on specific players. So, um, it's never we'll intended to be to this do. long guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you appreciate um, the overtime. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what we do next week. Um, the, uh, it's been a good return. I think though. I'm happy to be back. I think it's, uh, something that I didn't realize until, we came back. I was missing. I was like, I don't talk enough hockey with people. I think, <laughs> uh, except for all the Twitter talk. I think. Except when you go to Bruins <laughs> games, then. Except for when I go to the Bruins games and talk hockey with the Bruins fans and eat their weird pizza. Yeah. Uh, it was good, by the way. It was weird but good. So, all right, guys. Uh, anything else, Shang? Before we get out of here. I just want to thank everybody again uh, for the support over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I also uh, showed my wife uh, uh, all the support on Twitter, who uh, shockingly can still be a positive place from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I I showed her that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I I think, uh, I think, I think that was meaningful to her. And so thank you guys uh, for, for all that. Thanks guys. Hope you have a good week. Bye.